This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. It's a feedback Friday here. A lot of Viking stuff to get to. Some good questions, some good thoughts, but I feel like, Judd, I feel like you should get the flag for our Gophers. Try it. Oh, hold on. Here it is. Get the flag. Ooh, a Gophers flag. Look at that. A towel. A Gophers a towel. towel. I got the Gophers towel. And. I got Goldie. <laughs> We're going to make Judd wave the flag and uh, dance Goldie around uh, for one minute for every goal the Gophers scored in the third oh, period last God, night. Yeah. Poor Canisius, man. Boys. Yeah. Can he, well, you know what? They, they hung tough yeah. for two periods. Then it just all came apart, as it should have. For I'm Canisius, looking, yeah. I am looking, yes, for Canisius. I am looking for this Golden Gopher team to uh, bring home a national championship. Mm. Someone's in their way, cloud. though. Yeah, St. Cloud is tough game, difficult. but you got to win that game. You got to win that game with this. Well, game. well, so put this on ice for a second because we do have a question in oh, Feedback Friday here that wants to pit two members of the show against each other for uh, for some sort of bet of some kind. So we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start with some Viking stuff here. Feedback Friday, Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you need from us. You can always hit us up throughout the week on the Score North app which is free to download. There's a feedback tab. That's the best way to send your your questions, your thoughts to the show. And we try to get to as many as we can here. We did a batch of this on Purple Daily, too, so you can check out that episode. But uh, Skull Virginia chimes in and says, does anyone paying attention really think the Vikings will be worse than last season? Let's think for a second. A younger, faster defense with likely a more aggressive scheme. Check. Same core offensively with a year of cohesion and system development behind them. Check. A good young coach in his second year of play calling who has shown a willingness to be creative and adaptable. Check. A good, maybe great quarterback going into a contract year who wants to prove he's still worth big money in the twilight of his career. Check. Is JJ still on the field? Oh, good. Check. We may have a worse record, but it's hard to believe we won't be a better team. Um, so that makes a ton of sense. Do I think they're going to win 13 games again with the schedule of opponents that we see? Because, you know, obviously from finishing in first place in the NFC North, the schedule gets tougher. No. Do I think that they're going to be a worse team? No, that's a really good point. And look, this defense was awful. Like, it was absolutely terrible. And the people that, subtra- that were subtracted from it 
were not really productive players. Offensively, yes, they still have the components of a good team. So if this makes sense, I think that they're on the right track, and I think they actually might be um, I think they might be in a better place personnel-wise, but I also am not going to be surprised if they don't win 13 games again. Fair? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you think they're, what do you think about this, Declan? Do you think they're going to be better? Uh, Perception-wise, yes. I think the perception of them will be better. By perception, I don't mean 13 and four versus, you know, 11 and six. Um, the wins and losses are irrelevant to me because there's going to be things that you regress on. There's going to be things that you rise up upon. To his point about the defense, the defense really going to be 30th again. Is the offense going to be able to muster eight consecutive or eight fourth quarter drives that they had last season? Probably not. So there's going to be some things that regress, but at the same time, there's going to be some things that rise up to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. I think with with Brian Flores in here, fixing up the defense, your offense, uh, learning some lessons that it was, it was a good offense last year, but I think there was even lessons to be learned that kind of cracked the glass ceiling of them, not just being a fringe top 10, but being a legit offense. I think the perception of them changes because they were basically deemed as frauds for the majority of last season due to their point differential, due to their fluky wins. Um, and I think there'll be more concrete evidence that, hey, they might not be a 13-win team, but they're actually a sustainable team that can win games, and it's not as much of the fluky nature that was around them like last season. Yeah, I, I'm going to simplify it by, by answering this way. So the just in terms of points per game allowed and points per game scored, the Eagles, for example, last year were third in points for and eighth in points against. So third and eighth, that number adds up to 11. The lower the number you rank, if you rank first in both categories, the, the, the lowest number you can have is two if you add those up, right? So the Eagles number was 11. Uh, the Vikings were eighth in points for, 28th in points against. So that number adds up to, uh, what, 36. Mm-hmm. I think that number is going to be lower in 2023. Because I think that let, let's say the defense goes from 28th to 17th or something, just by being like school Virginia said, right? Younger, faster, more aggressive scheme. And I think the offense right now, I I still have some questions about the offensive line. Let's say it's probably around seventh or eighth again, right? Maybe they go up and take the seventh. I think that combined number is going to be lower, which means they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to win 13 games for the reasons that you guys said. So I guess we all kind of agree with School Virginia here that the, the process could be better, the team could be better, and they might wind up with nine wins or something because the schedule's tough and and the luck wasn't on their side. Have they lost one player so far who you've said, "Oh my God, that's a huge loss"? That's a great question. Uh, here's here's the list because I'm I'm keeping track of this. So the the goodbyes, the hellos. All right, uh, stop me when I get to a player that you're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. That smarts. Eric Hendricks, Adam Thielen, Patrick Peterson, Cam Dantzler, Duke of Shelley, yeah. Dal- Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah, that's a loss. I mean, that's it's not yeah. like a oh my god, the sky's falling, but that's a loss. That is a subtraction from your team that was that was good yeah. last year. I will add Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Cook. The first nine games of Zadarius is a huge loss. Huge yep. loss. Yep. Dalvin, Dalvin, in my opinion, would not be a huge loss. This version of Dalvin would not mm-hmm. be a huge loss. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing is the veterans that they're trimming for the, the most part or have trimmed are guys that had a lot of name equity, but their play definitely declined. Yeah. Okay, Dominic, what, Dominic uh, Whetstone, W-H-E-T, 
Whip. Whetstone. Whip. Whetstone. You can't Whip. have pie without cool whip. Saying what? Cool. What? Weird. <laughs> what? Why? Whetstone. Really needing a breakdown list. Maybe a pecking order, if you want to call it that. Of the Vikings' best quarterbacks in history from Judd. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking Fran Culpepper, Cap Cousins, Kramer. Interesting. We did this, we did this during the pandemic. That was uh, among I need our sports, many lists. He needs Sports Dad to tell him if recency bias is killing him. All right, what's your what's your uh, give us your five? Who are your five? We'll probably do this again in the offseason. Yeah. Tarkington is one, two, three, four. I mean, he's he he is the only true long term franchise quarterback in in the history of the franchise. Um, the I forget Tommy how Kramer I, disrespect is. I palpable. forget. I love Tommy, but he ain't, he ain't it. Um, I forget how I ranked them originally. I will say this after last season, cousins has moved up. So um, just off the top, top of my head, Tarkington's one, let's say uh, cousins now, or actually let's say Culpepper's two. Yeah. Uh, let's say cousins is three. Um, Joe Cap, unfortunately, and I know he went to a Super Bowl, but his time here was very, very brief. Um, and I didn't see him play. And and while I saw Tarkington at the end play, I mean Tarkington's stats for that time period are really damn good. Um Cap had one good season with the Vikings, yeah, basically. Yeah, and that doesn't get me to top five for Joe Cap. Um, I would probably put I'm trying to think here, Kramer, Kramer four fourth. And uh, who would be who? Did well, I you you know how I view it? this. I'm putting some of the one year guys, and, and, and in fairness, yeah, Bob, if I'm putting you, yeah, if I'm putting one year guys in here, I Joe Cap probably that, deserves yeah. to be in the conversation. But I like Randall Cunningham, Brett Favre. Those guys are all in play. Warren Moon. Those guys are all in play for my list. Yeah, Moon Moon might be my five. I think Moon was my five. Um, yeah, Favre was one one year again, and yeah, that's just a difference of parameters and opinion of mm-hmm. like. Does a year get you on that list? Yeah. What I what I don't want to hear anymore from anyone because you could you could make a fight fighting case that Cousins is the second best quarterback in Vikings history, and I mean I disagree, but I I won't like die on a hill. But but for people using that as like he's the second best quarterback in Vikings history, put him on a pedestal and never get rid of him ever lifetime contract. Well, you know, okay, that's not exactly a. A vaunted list, let's just say. Right. When we're fighting over whether like Tommy Kramer should be third, it's not. Uh, it's not like the the Green Bay Packers who've it's had Bart, three bona fide Hall of Famers. It's not Bart Starr, <laughs> Favre, and Rodgers. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Lindy. Or even like the Broncos have Elway and Manning. Um, I guess it's pretty much those two. So that might have been a bad example. But I digress. Uh, Carl Williams chimes in here via the Scorner app. Hey guys, love the show. Been watching you guys for over a year now. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Uh, I want your opinion on narratives. When a narrative is out there, it sticks forever, correct? Why is it that Dan Marino is talked about as one of the best quarterbacks ever, but he's 8-10 and 10 in the playoffs, only won 10 or more games six times in his career, and has been blown out in multiple big-time playoff games, never won a Super Bowl? But Kirk Cousins is chastised for not winning. I am by no means a Kirk stand, but I am a fair guy. What are your guys' thoughts about quarterback narratives? Go back and watch Marino play. That's the narrative. And plus, he did go in his rookie year. They went to the Super Bowl, which which if Kirk had a Super Bowl appearance, that would change things for Kirk. No question about it. Um, but if you go back and watch the arm talent there, Dan Marino was a generational type of talent. Now, the record is a good point, so I'm not even debating that. 
But if you are asking me, why does Dan Marino get more respect from the narrative than Kirk Cousins? Go to YouTube. You probably have and watch Marino highlights. That's why. Well, I'll add to that too and say, so you're sort of, you know, watch the game. I do, I do as a kid remember Dan Marino and, and just with the eye test, he was always one of the three or four best gunslingers in the league. But yes, he did kind of fall on his face and his teams fell on their face in the playoffs. So that is, that is a fair characterization. But if you want to compare Dan Marino to Kirk Cousins, which is kind of what Carl is doing here, and you want to bring up like the day he says, Dan Marino, he's only eight and 10 in the playoffs. He's only won 10 plus games six times in his career. Well, Kirk's only played, I think, in four playoff games. Kirk's never been to the NFC Championship game or the AFC Championship game. Correct. Correct. Kirk only has one playoff win. Marino had eight and a Super yeah. Bowl appearance. A Super Bowl, yeah. And an MVP, right? So, Kirk, and you can even go further and say, all right, what about team success, which isn't all to do with the quarterback. There's defense and coaching and circumstance and schedule, and I get it. But Dan Marino's teams, if, if you give a guy – you know, a 16-year sample size at quarterback, your record tends to speak volumes. And Dan Marino's teams in the regular season were like 60 games over 500. Mm-hmm. Kirk's were exactly 500 until last year, and now they're, what, nine games over 500. Right. So it is fair to say that, okay, maybe people have overrated Marino a little bit and not accounting for the fact that he fell on his face in some big games, but he also put together a pretty damn good resume without a Super Bowl. Just because neither one of those guys has a Super Bowl doesn't mean that they're in the same bin, I guess, is my final point on this. Dan got done playing and essentially walked into Canton. Kirk won't. It's that simple. Like, unless Kirk wins a Super Bowl or two well, not, or not yet or something, Kirk won't. Uh, Kirk's not exactly a spring chicken. He's nearing my age at this point. Well, Marino played till 38 in an era where guys didn't sleep and, in hyperbaric chambers and, and he almost finished three here. times a day. He almost, he almost finished here. his career here. De- mm-hmm. Denny Green tried to get him in 99, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. The other thing, too, uh, is, and it's only fair to point this out when we have discussions that cross different generations of quarterbacks, the league that Marino played in was not was not nearly as quarterback friendly. Yeah. Guys absolutely got smoked. Yeah. Now that's a flag. So like there's but I like the overall point. I just think that there's more nuance to it than than, you know, why are you tough on Kirk if Marino is so respected? What what would it take for you guys to give Kirk Cousins serious Hall of Fame consideration? Super Bowl. A win? Uh, a Super Bowl win. And if not like perennial championship game appearances at this stage later in his career. So what if he, what if like the next two seasons, what if it's NFC championship game and then he wins a Super Bowl? So he, he finally gets further and then he wins a Super Bowl and puts up, you know, another mm. 9,000 yards. That's a good one. So let's say he, let's say he goes to the, so he's 35, right? He'll be, yeah, he'll be 35. So let's say the Vikings now go on a run where they go to, uh, back-to-back conference championship games, lose, and then in the third year go to the Super Bowl and Kirk wins and then rides off into the sunset. Do, do I think his stats then, and certainly that pedigree, might substantiate it. But he's never even... I don't even the other thing is like he's never even come close to an MVP. He's, I don't think he's ever even gotten a vote for MVP. No, uh, yeah. So he would have to do some... And it's, it is possible he's, he's healthy. He takes care of himself. 
you know, I could see him be playing at a fairly high level for like another four or five years or something. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities, but he'd have to tear it up in the postseason for like three years. I'm just spitballing here. It's all I'm mm-hmm. doing. I'm spitballing Kirk's career. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we got here on Feedback Friday? This is from John. He kind of writes this like one line at a time, almost like a haiku. I don't think it's intended to be, but he says, uh, new to the show, have become addicted. You guys are fun to listen to. Feel like I'm at the bar with my buddies. You don't take yourselves too seriously. You do your homework. Thank you, John, for your haiku. Uh, that said, I think Phil and Judd have thrown Delvin Cook under the bus too far. Yes, his production was down in 2022, but I noticed he was highlighted in three of the top 10 Vikings plays of the year on the Vikings website. That is strategic propaganda, by the way. Yeah, just wait till oh, here's pop- our top 10 plays traded. of the year. Now here's the <laughs> new top 10 plays of the year. Here's our top 10 plays of the year. Eight of them are Dalvin. Call the Dolphins back. Um, they already have running backs now. Plus the long runs against the Bills and the Dolphins last year. He still has plenty of speed. And there's a recent article in the Daily Norseman that gives some facts about uh, the 2022 run game that you guys have not brought up. And we've talked about, like, just structurally the run game was not great. Alex Boone did a great job throughout the season, too, breaking down just, like, Ed Ingram's struggles and, and whatnot. But I guess the general sure. point here from John is that we are being a little too hard on Delvin Cook, deeming him to be cooked. So we were doing the same thing. I don't know if it was at the exact same age, but we were doing the same type of thing back in the old uh, four-hour radio show days with Adrian Peterson. And here's why. I am big on pulling the plug early, and I'm even bigger when it's a running back. So I'm not even blaming Cook. Cook's had a fantastic run here. But look at his salary. Like, I'm not – if he was playing for cheaper, I'd probably be like, okay, fine. But he's not. He gets paid a lot. He plays a position that I consider to be one of the easiest to find replacements at. And again, like the point proven is this. If Dalvin Cook had a better line or a better blocking scheme, Dalvin Cook would have been more successful. But at Dalvin's age, I can plug in a younger guy who's cheaper who will also be successful. So this isn't like a personal thing. This goes back with me personally to Peterson when I'm like, okay, it's time to bail now. People are like, you can't bail on Peterson. I'm like, yes, I can. So I'm not picking on people. I'm picking on the position that you chose to play, and it's just time to go. And especially with running backs, it's one thing to maybe we could have a debate about how, well, he was actually better than Phil and Judd think in 2022. And that, okay, we could could have that discussion. But now he's going to get another year older. Another shoulder surgery, or maybe it's his first, but it's another surgery for him. He's just, he's going to be more banged up in 2023 and another year older and more expensive. Yep. So all of these reasons are, are why I think we're, you know, there's some things we have disagreed about this offseason, but the Dalvin Cook thing, I think we're all pretty much, pretty much in alignment. I think running backs are like a really good t shirt or a pair of socks. You know, you love them, and you're like, I really like this. They're really comfortable. I don't want to get rid of them. But eventually, your wife or your gal says, I'm going to throw it away. And then she buys you a new one. The GM of the house. Yeah, and she buys you a new one. And you're like, you know what? T- time to DFA the, those uh, those well, boxer briefs that have four yeah. holes in them. Yeah. Del- Dalvin Cook plays a position at which the under-the-arm stains grow very quickly. Well, honey, can I keep it? Okay, it can be a post-June 1st cut, but... Yeah. Yeah. Sleep shirt. Well, and then she's smart because she'll sneak in and throw it away. <laughs> and then we're so oblivious as men, we forget all about yeah. it. 
You know what I would say? What I would say to uh, to John here is if you feel that good about Dalvin Cook, why don't you go on Underdog Fantasy and uh, put up or shut up? That's right, because fantasy football and fantasy sports, for that matter, never end at Underdog Fantasy. My guy Josh Judge sent this one in, a little parlay from yesterday's Wild and Flyers game. Oh, nice. Rode some hires, rode some lowers. Little five item pick them here for my guy Josh. Little five hundred dollar payout for him at Underdog Fantasy. The best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Got the Masters here coming up in a couple weeks. Excited to get some golf action in. Anthony Edwards and Cat are potentially on their way back. Well, Cat for sure is. So you got Timberwolves props you can make. Plenty of pick options at Underdog Fantasy and some great daily drafts you can still get into. If you're missing that fantasy football itch, there's still daily fantasy leagues for basketball and hockey, of course. Go down the Underdog Fantasy app. First time users a hundred dollar bonus. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app, promo code SCORE. Yeah, and if you're a dog listening right now to Mackie and Judd, why don't you go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com, show your owner where you can get a big smile on your face like Maya Mackie has multiple times per day. She was uh, she was very excited this morning, as she is every morning, to eat the same meal, which keeps her digestive system on track. She loves the chicken and rice, Nutrisource foods, and the treats, Judd. So if Don is the GM of the Zolgat household, Stella is the executive vice president in charge of Pop-Pop. And I'm going to tell you right now, look at that look. That's Stella and her friend Ryder. Now, Ryder, he's a fun guy, right? But look at that look. Stella on on the left, she's all business. And you know why? Because she wants her training rewards treats, and she wants them now. And and she loves She doesn't have time for this ish. No, no, none of this BS. Your sports talk, I don't want to hear your hot takes. I just want you to give me my Nutrisource. And as executive vice president of uh, Zolgat Operations, she gets what she wants. Yeah. Vinny is uh, Vinny's moving around the, the golf household there. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. They support they support the uh, the independent and local uh, pet shops, too. So all kinds of good reasons to check them out. Okay. Mitch says, I am a born and raised Minnesotan and a fan of all the sports in the great state. I only have 26 years of disappointment, so I mostly just... Remember back to the end of the Randy Moss, KG, and Miriam Gabrick era from the early 2000s. Sure. And then the other day, I realized how Minnesota sports is almost the exact same now than it was then. Justin Jefferson, Ant and Cat, Kirill Kaprizov. Not sure if anyone else noticed this, but I thought it might be an interesting topic for Feedback Friday. Big fan of all the Scornos shows. Thank you. I mean, kind of, yeah. You got the star wide receiver on a team that can't get over, that gets to the playoffs but can't get over the hump. You've got the uh, couple of star NBA players. I don't know if either Ant or Cat are quite on the KG level, but you've got star players on teams that are scrapping to get to the first round and get beat in the NBA. And then you've got your uh, your superstar, goal-scoring, young, strapping, wild player. Yeah. And no playoff wins. He's exactly right. Very depressing. Thanks for bringing that up. And if you want to include the Twins, yeah, they're in the same spot too. Can't win a damn playoff game 20 wow. years later. Shockingly, I'm fine. I mean, we're getting news from Fort Myers that guys aren't going to be able to start the season. Uh, I never twi- saw it coming. The twins are great, man. Everything's great. It's fine. It's 75 Nothing degrees. To see Nothing to see here. We're just Buxton just back here. Buxton just back on the side fields. You know, it's it's all just part of our process. Don't worry about it. But it's, it's so is Buxton going to be ready for the for the opener? He's the DH as a DH though, right? Yeah, okay. Polanco out. Um, Kirloff out. Yeah, I love how Kirloff, not love, uh, 
He's like still dealing with discomfort when he swings, yeah. and he's just gonna have to get used to it. That sounds like a long term solution. At some point in time, somebody's going to have to probably say, "Is Alex Kirilov's career just in jeopardy?" Gosh, what a freaking! It reminds me of Kubel, but at least Kubel, because Kubel had Kubel was like a fast, mobile outfielder, and then he and tore he his was... knees up, and then he but he was a serviceable hitter for like five or six years, and then the body kind of gave out. He did the same thing in, in the Arizona Fall League that Culpepper did against. Uh, Carolina. He tore like everything. Mm. Like his knee blew up. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. He hit a, a, a walk-off grand slam for the cycle at the Metrodome against, I think it was 2009 against the Angels. Yep. I left that game early. Oh. I, left the, I left the Kevin Love 30-30 game early, and I left the Jason Kubel walk-off oh, cycle grand slam game early. Yeah. All-time was... bramergasm. Oh, All-time yeah. All bramergasm. A little warranted, but that one's good. Oh, yes. That I watched good. that game at uh, Cuzzy's. Oh, really? I, I watched Cuzzy's that. with a buddy. I'll even top you. That was my homecoming dance because I remember at one point leaving the dance to go check the score of that game, and I literally we all saw the Kubel, like few of us saw the. Was Kubel that a, sep- a September line. game then? Yeah, it was like September or early. Yeah, it was like late September, early I think it was. Might be another right game. Let's what find was that this. April. Here. I don't think so. It was thought, early in the season. I thought it was man. spring. Early in the season. Yeah, I think I it was thought, spring because if I it had been, of? I don't think I would have been at the bar that night. All right, let's find it. All right, it was, it was right against the Angels, right? Nine would have yeah. been. Okay, game-winning sure. granny completes oh. the cycle here. I it wasn't that, but I now know what. It, if it would have been oh nine, it was a prom? It been, April eighteenth. No. That's prom season. A prom? A little prom? No, this wasn't prom. What I'm thinking of, though, was that season, because if it would have been a homecoming, it was towards the end, getting to 162, and we were all, you know, glued to screens because they were down three games with three games to go. And I remember us breaking out to go see if the if the Twins had tied the game because they were trying to force, you know, a divisional tie. So that's probably what it was. But I do remember the all-time Bramer guys. Got my high school dance and twin seasons mixed up, for God's sakes. My yeah, bad. I don't need to I, wanna, I, I kind of want to find it now so I can, so I can play this... Uh... If I just Google, like, if I go to YouTube and go Jason Kubel, Angels, Cycle or something. Is it gonna... I've heard it. Yep. yep. It's probably there. If you left this game, shame on you, I believe is what he said. I did. I forgot you had left that game. I knew you left. Oh, the there's guy. the full game. Is that? Okay, here it is. Here's the, Bring I don't know if you can hear this. Yeah, I don't know. Can, can you hear this? Oh, that's later. Here's the granny right here. <laughs> Dick doesn't do that anymore. Just loses his mind, man. That might have been peak Bramer right there. I feel like 2009 game one. He didn't didn't do game 163. Yeah. Well, there was a period there, especially early on Twitter. He got he got some flack for getting too excited on medium depth fly balls, and I think he heard about it on Twitter. So now he's blocked people more. Yeah, including yes. Am I still shocked? I think all three of us have been blocked the other day. (laughs) Going into the season, am I still blocked? As spring has sprung, as, as as old grudges are buried. Has Richards blocked me? 
I the only way I see his tweets is if I go on like Twins Reddit page oh, and I see a Bramer tweet and then I'll click it and then it just I get that. Yeah, I get you are unable to see Dick Bramer. Are you blocked too, Judd? Yeah. So all three of us have been blocked by the. I got blocked last year because I couldn't take it anymore, and I just I I unleashed. You've mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Parker Keenholes on Twitter says, "Okay, here it is." As a Brainerd native who grew up going to Husky games and then went to the U of M to cheer on the Gophers as an alum, we need some sort of gentleman's bet with Phil and Declan for Saturday's game. Up to you guys whether it involves horses or not. Listen, we do have a family hobby farm with two horses ready to ride. Oh, God, that'd be great. No. Oh, you talk about a we soul. 30, 35 minutes presence. west of Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, we'd have get to AJ, it. let's go. No, they'd, they'd, have, they'd have to be significant bigger stakes for me to get on a damn horse. Not my. I, I, I'm a proud St. Cloud State graduate. How about love petting my Huskies? It? But, uh, just, no, no, that's just like, no, stro- just no. like stroking it. No. Stroking its mane. Stop no. saying stroking. Yeah. Do you have like a. Here's what we could do. We could. This is really low stakes, but it might be kind of wacky and fun. So you know how we'll just like stop the show every once in a while and we'll hit this and Judd has to wave a flag. Or in today's case, we'll hit this, right? Does St. Cloud State have a rouser? Uh, we play, we don't have a yeah. rouser. It's no. called Last Call, Phil. Yeah, it's called Last Call. It's like a clinking sound with a bunch of glasses. Uh, we play, what do we, we play Civ You Suck when they score, but I'm trying to think of what the actual. Like the band doesn't play it. You don't have like a fight song? No, we don't have a fight song. St. Cloud State doesn't have a fight song. No, we that got budget cut too. That was not that was uh, that's been cut a long time ago. Just like the football. How team. do you have a fight song? Every school uh, has a fight serious? song. Buffalo High School had a fight. Was song. Was the band cut? H U H U S K I E S. Okay, I remember a little bit now, but like it's not a thing that that people like. We I'm don't have a rouser. It. Is what do I'm you have saying. a band still? Yes, you do. You do have a rouser. Yeah, St. Cloud, there's literally St. Cloud State University rouser. Sing it for us. I genuinely first time I'm ever hearing this. <laughs> I've never heard this before. We it's are all over YouTube. And, 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 on the, the and on the St. Cloud State plan, I was there for five years. I did not hear this song once. You know so. the red carpet's not very far. <laughs> We're gonna get hammered all night long. So Go what I was gonna feet. say is whoever loses, like whoever if if the gophers win, then I at any time during the next show on Monday, multiple times, we'll just interrupt the show and fire the rouser, and Declan has to wave a Gophers flag every single time. I was going to say that. Or I mean, vice versa if St. Cloud State wins. I have I to begrudgingly wave a St. Cloud State I don't know if I have flag. any Gopher gear. My my loving fiancé might have Gopher gear. I was going to say, could one of us wear the other thing? I got a hat you could wear. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I could get you. Uh, I, got a hood, I got a couple of little hooded sweatshirts, gopher hooded sweatshirts. I got some stuff you could wear for sure. Uh, there's also a there's also a gopher uh, apparel shop just down the street from the studio on campus. That's we could true. go get you go get you some nice swag. That or I don't know. Is, In there, a gen- Town. is there a gentleman's um, six pack that we could also have to buy one another or something? Or yes. I know you're a wine guy. I'm not. That's a much not very wine fun guy. though. Like I no, it's not fun for the audience. The listeners can see you. The audience can see. Right. And here's I'm what I, I'll say. Here, I like the, the gear idea. What I kind of want some gear, and then if the Gophers win this game, then multiple times throughout Monday's statement show, I will just interrupt it and make Declan have to cheer on the best team in the country. Actually, you know what? If the Gophers win, Declan has to make a $1,000 donation 
to the Dickey Town Collective so that we can fund some athletes. <laughs> Get better players, yeah. Let's so that go. we Let's can fund some, some athletes. Let's do it. Let's do it, Score North. You know what we should do? A Dickey Town Collective drive. That should be our cause. I think you're right about this. And if people have ideas, hit us up in the Score North YouTube comments if you have ideas for what the what the stake should be here. Get your ideas in by, like, Saturday afternoon or whatever. Who cares? If you want to send them in after the game's over, we'll just take the, any good ideas. The Dinky Town Collective Telethon, 24 hours of Dinky Town. I'm thinking maybe what we could do, actually, is uh, we could put Declan on a gopher-themed bike of some kind, and he just rides around, like, oh, I hate bicycles. With, with gopher uh, chest paint. Well, I wasn't referring to a bicycle. I was talking about maybe like a Harley, an oh, Indian, or a Metro oh, Cruiser. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Get okay. Declan out and about uh, with like gopher, uh, gopher paint on his back or something. You'll find what you need for riding season at DennisKirk.com, where you can ride more and wait less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. What about a little, like, motorcycle sidecar just decked out in Sky Uman? Go no, that's too much fun yeah, for you. No. Rowing the boat in the air. The Wait, yeah. hold on a second here. Did you just say you hate bicycles? I am not a bicyclist. I loathe them. I think they're I'm uncomfortable. With they don't they're follow too dangerous. rules. They, too dangerous. Uh, I, I, I agree I, completely. Stationary bikes, Pelotons, I'm in. That's fine. Yeah, I don't care about that. But riding around in, riding around in like traffic. Like a bicycle guy. Like... I thought every skinny guy, metrosexual can, type, was a bicycle guy. I can legit tell you, since I got a driver's license and I got it at 17, I have been on a bicycle less than five times in my entire life since then. Okay. I, I'm, I, I'm shocked. I, I have never really enjoyed it. It's Judge, for, a, for, for a guy that once got mad that, was it Anthony Rizzo caught a fly ball with like a foot on the tarp that it was yep. too dangerous? Oh, You're I'm a not bicycle say- guy? No, I'm not at all. I'm saying I thought Declan, because of how he looks, would be a bicycle. Oh, I love. Guy. I'm a walker. Thin, I'm, I'm a. I'm a speed. If Olympics, craft beer, you know, I, I can. I can I like speed walk pretty too, well, but I'm not getting on a bicycle. I agree with you guys. They are unnecessarily dangerous. Man, and, I went. I had an all-time foot-and-mouth embarrassing moment with a good friend of mine about five or six years ago. We were uh, just drinking some beers, catching up at Stray Dog in Northeast, just you know, talking about life and whatever. And someone came in the bar they like put their bicycle out and then they came in with the full lance armstrong gear and oh, the helmet and took it off and I stuff and like smell crap. and kind of and kind of walked by and i went on this little rant about how like i mean can, can, do you really need the full lance armstrong gear can you just go for a bike ride you know do you really need to be and then you walk in you're all sweaty and stuff and you're just gonna sit down and you smell and then and then i don't know how do you are you going to bike to work like that? Plus, it's dangerous. I, I, I must have been ranting for like five minutes. And I after I got done, he goes, you know that I'm part of like a, a cycling club on the weekends. Like we just literally went on a 50 mile bike ride yesterday and I have that exact same outfit. And I was oh like, God. oh, check, please. So you you went full Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Yeah. What's um, the deal with these uh, Lance Armstrong outfits? Is there anything? Where where does th- this one rank as far as bicycles and rules of the, the road? Dude who blows through stop signs. Like you'll be at so a- I have a question about that. Are you like you approach a four way stop sign on a bike? You are you supposed to stop? Road. You are yes. supposed to stop. You're because they never. I feel like they never stop. They never stop. No, I know. And I got a big car. Yeah, I, I could win. accidentally kill you, and I'm going to yeah. feel bad. And it's not my fault. Are you threatening bicycle riders right now? I'm saying if you blow through a stop sign and I tell you, I've always said, that, you know, I, I no, but I mean, think about how awful you would feel 
And it wouldn't be your fault if they blow through the stop sign. But yes, you are supposed to adhere to the rules of the road. You do yeah. not have any uh, rights downtown now at the stoplights. They've oh. got stoplights for bicycles. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is I just uh, went on that whole rant about bicycle. Like, I I don't feel comfortable on bicycles, but I love scooters, so I'm well, not, they're not electric, sure what the difference. That, that's different. It's it's powering it for you, and and, you, and it's fifteen to twenty minutes. It's 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 better. It's just it yeah, makes. But sense. if you fly off it, you could still do some. Oh major yeah, I have gotten damage. on the, Yeah, I've I've had. A you got to watch out for branches for I've sure. Both, so. I'm not going anywhere near a scooter either, guys. We know. <laughs> we weren't we weren't shocked. The to only hear scooter. That. The only the only scooters I use are my feet. <laughs> okay, Fred Flintstone. Yeah. All right, Charles Charles Raymond here says, "Hey Phil, would love to see a, a few twins pillows on the couch." So as we got the narrow view here, but they got to earn it. I agree. Got a Vikings one, yeah. yeah. Also, I I saw on when I popped up Stella and Ryder, little Zolgad pillow I see there. You guys see this little Zolgad pillow above? Oh Stella? yeah, Don Don bought that. I just noticed that. Yep. Let me ask you this, Judd. Did you guys get those custom made, or did you go to like Home Goods and they randomly had a Zolgad pillow? Um. Yeah. That's this is fun. crazy. Yeah. It's oh it's Anderson Smith Zolgad. Zolgad. The, the only question. The only question, and this now lead, leads me to think of it. I wonder what she paid for that. Like there is so, and there's so much crap that shows up at my house now. I don't even ask it. Yeah, it's all custom embroidered with Zolgad on it. And Judd, I got us some uh, some new coasters here. They're all custom Zolgad embroidered. That's actually a really good point, Dex. <laughs> I've never thought about the price tag on that. I'll confront her tonight. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to go well for me. Uh, how long have you had those pillows? A long time. I, I've never thought before. I wonder what the price was. Uh, and then Jacob on Twitter says, hypothetical fun question for you guys. In any sport, in any sport, any time in history, if you could be one player for one season with that player's skill set, who would you want to be and what year? And side note, you could change history as well. For instance, you could be Gary Anderson in 1998, but make the field goal. Oh, wow. Just one sport. I can't pick more sports. Um, I would want to be... I'll take Wayne Gretzky... Oilers first Stanley Cup season circa 83 or 80. No, 84. So you wouldn't be looking to change history. You would no, just be looking no. to like I, be I, Wayne I Gretzky wanna, at his peak. I would just want to see what that was like. <laughs> you know, like Mays make, making the catch in, in the 54 awesome. series, something like that. But I'll I'll go Gretzky in his yeah. prime first Stanley Cup. No, I'm not going to You know, as a, as a guy who selfishly just longs to be a better golfer, huh? I've been golfing since I was 16 years old, and I've just – yeah, I'm a bogey golfer. Yeah, I've, I've never never broken 80 in my life. Just it would be really fun to just spend like one season like 2002 as Tiger Woods. You yeah. know, just beating everyone at Pebble Tiger Beach. I would slam. probably go without the Perkins and Denny's waitresses on the side. Would you? Would you? Well, I mean, we're going to reconsider if you're gonna that. Replicate, 2002 if you're gonna replicate the experience. <laughs> yeah, you got it and got to lean all in. That's true. Technically, he was probably single in the early 2000s, right? And then I think he married, uh, what's her name, after he kind of exploded, yeah. yeah. But I think I would just, I would want to be a top golfer and just see what that's like to go shoot 63 in a major and kick everyone's ass. I have a, this is probably a hot take, but I would love to be like Barry Bonds in 2002. 
I would love to be the most feared and hated hitter in all of just baseball. cheating up a hitting, storm, hitting jacks with yeah, needles and in just, your ass, just having needles up my ass. My head ballooned like five times <laughs> oh, the size. On. Wait, can we make something clear? The needles weren't up his ass. He was just putting them in his butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird poor stuff you're into. Yeah, yeah, poor choice yeah, yeah Dex, um, you're redoing history in a way we don't need to redone. Uh, no, I would love to be Bonds. I would love to be Bonds. I think it'd be awesome to like to step up wow. to the plate, knowing I'm either hit a bomb or you're gonna walk me. Those are the two outcomes. You're either gonna hit one into the cove, yeah. or you are just gonna walk me. And I have an on base percentage of like seven hundred and a slugging over a thousand. I would love that. That's pretty good. I th- that would be pretty fun. Just just knowing how you dominate the best pitchers in baseball before you even step in the batter's box. Yeah. They just they're urinating down their leg. Be a lot of fun. So. All right, yeah, we'll take your uh, St. Cloud State Gophers ideas in the comments on YouTube here. We'll see you on Purple Daily throughout the weekend, and we'll see you back on Mackie and Judd on Monday. Go Goldie. Let's go. Roll the boat. Go Goldie. Go Motskos. Fighting Motskos. Greatest first line in Minnesota hockey right now.